Welcome to Amplify, the Revolution Her podcast dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and amplifying women's voices globally. Our community is a fierce collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as a collective of inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. And today we're talking about empowering your own darn self with the one and only Vivian Kay. Now, Vivian Kay is the founder and CEO of Kinky Curly Yaki, a premium textured hair extension brand for Black women that she bootstrapped to over $6 million in revenue as an immigrant, college dropout, and single mom. As a self-proclaimed Gary V meets Oprah remix, Vivian is also a business and empowerment expert, as well as a TV, radio, and podcast personality. Through her magnetic energy, Vivian empowers, uplifts, and educates her audience into taking action. And let me tell you, we are going to do that today. We love this woman. Please help us welcome Vivian Kay. Hey! Hi! (laughs) I am so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's always good to see you and hear your voice. And you are just like that magnetic word is so, so you. So. We love it. Uh, Okay, so we are going to roll right in because we have so much to catch up on. Um, It feels like it's been a really long time since we got to talk. So now we're just going to talk with all our other friends on the internet with you. And we're going to start right at the beginning because you have had such an incredible and inspiring journey. I'd love to know like this version of Viv that we get to see on social media (laughs) um, that we've all fallen in love with. What's your journey been like to get to who you are right now? Ah, that's a great question. Uh, my journey to get to where I am now. Uh, it's a, it was a lot of trial and error, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> lots of trial and error, lots of tears and laughter. Um, but I would say it's just been, um, you know, I always like to say that, you know, when I was younger, people tried to put me inside of a box, but I, I couldn't fit inside of a box because I was, I was a, a parallelogram. I'm a rhombus. I'm you know, I'm all those shapes that people don't know what they are. They know their shapes, but they don't know exactly what they look like. That's me. And so it's always been a journey of um, let's just see what will happen. Or as I like to say, why not? Like, just, yes. <laughs> just give it a try. Why not? <laughs> so um, I guess let's just go. Let's just go. Like, I'm one of those people who I love to jump off cliffs and I'll figure out the parachute on my way down. Not, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, shit, I hit the ground. (laughs) Let me stand back up, (laughs) figure out this parachute and go back up again and and try it again. So I would say that's, that's sort of a, that's a great way to describe my journey. (laughs) I love it though, but it's certainly worked out in so many different ways. I mean, let's talk about kinky curly yaki that just that journey alone into entrepreneurship, where was the spark to create that business? And you know, what has it been like leading to where you are right now? Uh, well, it's been, you know, all my businesses have been created out of a need. So it wasn't like 
I was like, okay, I need a business to start. And this is what I'm going mm-hmm. to start doing. No, it's always been a problem that I had for myself or someone that I, uh, that I knew or I loved and I needed, I had a solution for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so getting started was just, again, why not just go ahead and try and see what happens. And honestly, every single time um, that I've sort of stepped out on faith and just tried to, you know, just do something just out of um, curiosity, it's always worked out for me. Um, and so with starting Kinky Kurliaki, I was actually running another business, which was a wedding decor business. Oh, and wow. I needed some, I needed a protective style that looked like my hair. So what a protective style is, is for black women, it's usually braids, wigs, and weaves. So mm-hmm. all your big names, Beyonce, Oprah, Serena Williams, all those women are all wearing protective styles because one, our hair isn't suited to this North American environment. Right. Um, and so, and so we tend to protect it. Um, so it doesn't get dry. It doesn't break. It doesn't do that sort of thing. And two, because our hair is versatile and why not? Why not? Um, and so, um, and then, you know, uh, you know, honestly, there is a, I guess a third reason is that, you know, we all know about that, that standard of beauty within North America, that mm-hmm. European yeah. standard of beauty. And a lot of us, have to fit into that role or we used to have to fit into that role um, because of what society dictated, you know, skinny, blonde, blue eye type of style, except on a black girl. So what we used to do is we used to put chemicals into our hair in order to relax it. So relax it from its natural kinky, curly uh, curl pattern in order for it to be straight, in order for it to look quote unquote professional. Right. We all know women who have, you know, if you know, if you're a white woman, you know, you know, they probably have that one friend or if it's you who has curly hair and she talks about how, oh, my goodness, I have to tame it. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. So imagine that, except on really tight curls where your hair naturally is not going to be straight. It's it grows to the sun. Right. And so um, but, you know, uh, with the advent of YouTube and social media and Internet, we got tired of doing that shit. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so we started to learn and teach ourselves how to care for our own hair. But with doing that, and especially with the up and go and, you know, hustle and bustle type of lifestyle that we, we live, um, we, it's easier for us to protect our hair, to just protect mm-hmm. it. Like, as you know, you know, your wash, they might, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta wash my hair. For us, it's a whole day thing. It's, so it's thing, easier yeah. for us to just protect our hair. And so uh, what was happening was, you know, when you went to go buy protective styles, they were all silkier looking European Asian looking textures. Mm. So we couldn't find anything that looked like our hair. And if we did, it was usually buried underneath these silkier textures because that was the quote unquote good hair. Right. And so I was looking for something that looked like my hair and I couldn't find it. Um, and so when I did find it, I was like, okay, well, I found it. I did like all my own Q and a, I was doing my own research. I was in Facebook groups, uh, fa- uh, you know, forums before Facebook became a thing, um, <laughs> looking to solve my own problem. And I saw that there were other women that were just like me, black women in professional jobs or businesses who also were looking for this type of hair. Um, so I knew the the market was there, but I had, I was just, nope. I was happy with my wedding business. I was yeah. buying coach bags, going on vacation. I was happy. I didn't want to start another business. I thought, you know, the first one was successful by fluke. So let me just <laughs> with that. But then I went to a networking event and another black woman pulled me aside and she said, girl, who does your hair? What's your regimen for your hair to look like that? And who's your hairdresser? And I was mm-hmm. wearing a protective style and I was like, girl, this is a weave. And she said, I would buy that. 
And so uh-huh. for me, that's when the light bulb went off because it's like, well, she said she would buy it. I already bought it. I already knew there was a forum, Facebook groups full of women who would also buy it. So I was like, okay, the down season of my wedding business in December, 2012, I launched Kinky Curly Yaki. I said, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So that was 2012. Yep. And then let's f- highlight some of the successes that you've had since that. Yeah, I mean, well, in the first pretty- year. Incredible yeah. journey. Yeah. In the first year, I hit just under half a million uh, USD in sales. Wow. So that sort of said something, right? Yeah. Um, a little bit. Um, and this was before ads and this was before any of that, right? And, um, you know, in 2016, I hit my first million dollar year revenue. Wow. Um, and I'd done that. That was so that was 2013. I hit that first half a million, had a baby in 2014, became a single mom. Uh, and then in 2016, hired my first employee in June. And then by December, I hit that first $1 million in revenue for the year. Um, And I did that again as a single mom who didn't know what she was doing. I'm a college dropout. Um, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a single mom. I'm an immigrant. I'm all the things like all the, the obstacles were in my way that I managed to accomplish that. So And I was depressed at the same time. So it was just uh, an awesome, it's been an awesome <laughs> ride. Yeah. yeah. That's how it goes. That's I know, amazing. yeah, it is. Now, do you think, um, so for those people out there that are, that are looking at starting a business, what what do you, what made you so successful? What, what in terms of the communication do you think was that leverage for you? Was it just having the community or was it social media or even was social media there? That Yeah, social yeah, media, yeah, well, yeah. it wasn't what it is today. No. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would have to say it was just a combination of things. It was, yeah. it was being prepared. It was being ready. It was being, paying attention to what was happening in the landscape. Yeah. yeah. It was um, being open to opportunities. It was being ready to pivot. It was just you know, me being who I am and having a personality and people remembering, because mm-hmm. even when I, st- even when I launched the business, I didn't tell anyone it was my business. It wasn't until, um, I remember this is a, it's a funny story. Um, I didn't put the privacy on my, who is on my, on my website domain. Yeah. yeah. And someone in one of the Facebook groups decided they were like, wow, this company is really successful, but we don't know who's behind it. So historically behind with a lot of the black hair care companies, it's usually Asian people behind it. Really? Yeah. Which is a very interesting thing. Um, So it's usually Koreans and and Chinese that are behind the companies. Um, And so at the time having a personal brand, this was back in 2013, having a personal brand and being the face of the brand wasn't really a thing. Right. And so then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to mind my business and my baby and just, you know, push this hair out and no one needs to know it's me. But it's not like I was hiding. I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the need. Right. Yeah. And so then someone decided to go look to see who the who is. So they went through the who is and they saw my name and they put two and two together, created a fake Facebook account to out me. What? Yeah. So they outed me to these Facebook, these all these hair fake. Uh, Facebook groups that I was in saying, you know, this person has been in our groups and being sneaky and being this and being that. But then what they thought they were, they thought, <laughs> they, I thought they were doing something there. They really mm-hmm. did because, uh, well, little did they know they did because what happened was because I had been a, a fixture in all these Facebook groups, you know, I was providing advice being a, you know, a, yes. a, a, a relief and, you know, laughter and all that sort of thing. They said, well, wait, she owns it all the more reason for me to support. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And so then, yeah. So then it, it, to- it totally took off. And that's when I started to become the face of the brand because 
I was forced to become the face, yeah. right? And wow. so it's been, yeah, it's just been amazing. So it's, it's just a combination of things, right place, right time. Yeah. yeah. And what a cool transition because, you know, I can remember our good friend, Amber Max saying, you need to connect with this Vivian lady. She's the, <laughs> like, she's amazing. Shout and out why, to Amber. <laughs> right? Hi, Amber. Amber um, Max. And, and I just find in our circles, that's exactly how awesome things happen, right? Yeah. Like, right. you know, I had heard of you. I think you, someone had nominated you for our award years ago. So I had definitely heard of you. I had heard of Kinky Curly Yaki. Um, but then when you really start diving in, you are addictive, my friend, like <laughs> yeah. being able to just like tune into the Viv channel. <laughs> I don't know how else to call it. But you know what I love about so it? Fun. It's because you're you're so real and yeah. so authentic in terms of sharing not always the good stuff, but sometimes some of the really crappy stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what makes you so addictive in terms of that you're, you're, you are so real um, and especially on social media like you're very good at sharing everything you know when things aren't going well you're very honest and upfront about that and then you're also like just enter- entertainment in terms of when things are going great we're all there cheering you on and supporting you and just being with you experiencing everything with mm-hmm. you oh, and you. <laughs> I, I think it's like you encourage action because of that, mm. I think. And so you have a lot of mantras around that. And so could you explain to our listeners some of the mantras that you have for taking that action and empowering mm. others to, to take action? I have so many mantras, but, you know, one of the ones that I'm known for is the what would Chad do? Yeah. Right? So uh, <laughs> what would Chad do uh, is basically it's like having faith in your pocket or in your, in your, your purse. Right. So Chad is just like a mediocre white guy who's doing all the things he has no business doing, but he does them because he has the audacity. Mm -hmm. And so listen, it's not meant to diminish anyone's accomplishments or to bash men. That is not what I'm saying, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What I, what it is, is that we see all these mediocre men doing the big things in life and they have no business doing them, but they're doing it because of that audacity. So a lot of times with we women, like there's been numerous studies that say Mm -hmm. that we only apply. So women and people of color, we only apply for jobs. If we are 100% certain that we're qualified for those jobs, whereas Chad, Chad could have one of the seven qualifications and he he's applying for it and he's getting it. Yeah. Right. Because Crazy. of the audacity. It's that just that, that, you know what? I deserve it. So why not? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Why not? Again, <laughs> again. Right. So really what would Chad do is that little seed of encouragement that you keep in your pocket for when you start doubting yourself. Right. Because a lot of us, we have the expertise. We have the experience. We just don't have that one qualification someone's looking for. But girl, you know, you can figure that shit out. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I swear. Oh, <laughs> you can. <laughs> it was like my third curse word already. And I'm now asking. <laughs> oh, um, but no. you can figure it out. Yeah. Right. So whenever you start to feel doubtful or, you know, you, you don't think you can do something, just ask yourself, what would Chad do? Yeah. Can and I tell do that? You? But just don't be a jerk about it. Right. <laughs> I'm not saying all Chad's are jerks, but you know, 
humble yourself. If you don't have the qualification, like if you have zero, don't do it, girl. But if you've got six out of the seven, or you've even got five, girl, even four, you could probably figure out the other three. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know what's amazing? So I have the what would Chad do? Golden yellow sweater that oh, I wear. It's yes. my favorite. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I lo- but can I? Uh, do you know how many people ask me? So I wear it like on my walks. People are like, what is Chad? I wore it out to my like family <laughs> dinner once. And oh, wow. It was a whole discussion. I was like, mm-hmm. guys, go find Vivian on, you know, go find her on IG and just go watch some of the videos. You'll understand what Chad is. I had to kind of turn and say, some of you might be Chad, but I can't really <laughs> say that. <laughs> I mean, if the shoe, if the dress fits, then wear it, as my right? mom would say. Okay. <laughs> I just uh, love it. I love how it's making us more aware of not sticking in our boxes. You know, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if somebody's put you in a box, you you don't have to stay there. If there's nope. something else that, you, and sometimes it's not even being aware that you can even do these things and it's when that light bulb goes off and it's like wow I can I can do this I can do this I can pull up my chair to Mm -hmm. sit at that table I can do that like it's um yeah I I, I I love it honest I so instead of asking myself what would Chad do I do often catch myself saying like what would Viv do. And I, I'm going to say that to you, honestly, because I watch in admiration, you've had these amazing opportunities that, you know, I've watched your evolution over the years. And it's been so fascinating and fun to watch because you say yes to things and things come because you're, I just, I see the whole picture. Yeah. Um. So a lot of times, you know, I hope other women are doing the same. We're like, what would Viv do? Screw Chad. What's you know what? Viv going to do? <laughs> they absolutely do. My DMs are full of, like, I at least once a week or so, I get a DM from a woman that's like, Viv, I did a Chad thing today. Or, oh. or you know, you inspired me to live out loud or to Viv a little. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not here saying, hey, girls, let's all jump off the cliff with no parachutes. No. You don't have to do it like me, do it like you. So I always like to say that I'm not a role model. I'm a possibility model, Mm, right? So I'm showing you what is possible if you just, just put a little audacity in your coffee. Mm -hmm. Why not? (laughs) I love it. I I love it. Why not me? Like whenever, whenever I start to doubt myself, again, sometimes the Chad doesn't work for me. Right. So sometimes it's like, what would Chad do? Oh, you know exactly what Chad would do. But then sometimes (laughs) I have to say, you know what, Vivian, why not you? Like, why not? And then, you know, your brain automatically wants to say, well, these are the reasons why, but it's like, no, 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 no. Seriously. Why not? Yeah. Like what's the best that could happen? Oh, I I love that. That's something. Well, let's talk about Portia because I remember when you posted this partnership with Portia. I mean, you know, we all know the brand to be about class. And I love the way that there was a viv spin with what you did. Can you share a little bit? It's my favorite. (laughs) Well, that's the thing because they wanted to shake it up, right? Because even when, you know, I remember they slid into my DMs and they were like, hey, we have this luxury car brand that would love to work with you. Are you interested? And Porsche was not the brand I thought of, right? Because it's known for basically being toys for rich middle-aged white men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I am the exact opposite of that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And they were like, that's the point. 
Love yeah. it. Like we want someone who's the exact. So you've have, you've achieved this level of success that was unconventional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have a trust fund. I don't have, you know, I didn't do family and, and friends rounds. I didn't do any of that. I literally grew my business from a Rubbermaid drawer. I love it. Right. <laughs> and so it's an unconventional story of success. And so they wanted to highlight that. And I remember I was just like, who, me? And then again, why not me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's been such a, it's just, it's been such a, a great partnership um, because <sighs> I hate to say it, but people take me more seriously now. Hmm. Right. Because that is interesting. Yeah. Because one, again, if you look up success in the dictionary, you're not going to see, you know, a mid-sized black woman in glasses and hair that changes every other week. You're not going to see her. Yeah. Um, And so now that they see it, it's like, oh, like success doesn't have to look like middle-aged white guys. Yeah. It can look like anything you want. Absolutely. But until people see they don't, they don't create their nope. own aspirations nope. to to go in that. We saw that in with TV yeah. in terms yeah. of you yeah. know all these um, crime and what was it yeah. CIS yes. that had all these women as criminologists in there, and all of yeah. a sudden we see yeah. this huge spike in, yeah. in representation uh, matters. Yeah, right? yes. and so yeah. even for myself, it's like not only am I a black woman, but I'm also an immigrant. I'm also a, a mother. I'm also a single mother. I'm a black African. I'm a, like, you know, there's all yeah. these buckets that I fill. And yeah. I feel like I'm just honestly, just like an example of, po- again, possibility. Yeah. Like you can find something. Well, even if you don't want to, you can find something that we can re- that's relatable. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what my appeal is, is that not only am I real, but I'm relatable. So not only do I, you see, I share my, my ups and my downs. I also share the in-between mundane stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The important. Yeah. Well, you and, just shared with myself this. while I'm at it too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, we were talking before we hit record here um, and, hopefully, you know, if you don't mind sharing a little bit, but, you know, even on the health side, you know, you just went through a pretty invasive surgery and shared that with your audience. What's that been like? Yeah. So back in May, um, I had a total hysterectomy Hmm. and it was something that had been, uh, you know, sort of weighing on me for, you know, what, 20 years, 20 plus years. Wow. Um, and it was a decision that, um, I made for myself. It was the best decision I could make for myself. So I had fibroids and cysts and all those things. Um, and I was just ready to be done with it. I'm, I'm going to be 45 this year. I was like, I think I'm done having kids. Like, I think my, yeah. I, I got my one, he's pretty portable. I, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so, you know, when we want to up and go, we can up and go. Yeah. And, um, you know, although I, you know, I will honestly say, and I don't think I've actually shared this story out loud, but I remember being on the operating table and I was in tears. And my doctor, who I love her, uh, she's a female who's been, you know, with me through the, she's my OBGYN yeah. so she's been through the whole journey with me from when I gave birth to X and all that jazz. Aww. And he's, he's eight now. So um, I was on the operating table and I was in tears and she's like, are you okay? And even like the other doctor, she was also a female. She's like, oh my gosh, like, is she okay? And I said, no, you know what? I'm just sad that I wasn't able to find someone that I could uh, have another child with, someone that I felt like would was deserving of 
of my love and, and, and affection yeah. and all that jazz. Um, but that's all. Like, I was just sad about that. And then they put the oxygen, like, you know, the, the, the yeah. gas mask or whatever on you. And then I was like, well, it's because boys are stupid anyways. <laughs> and, and I start laughing. My doctor starts laughing. And the other doctor who doesn't know me was like, is she okay? She's like, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. We, we got there. let's go. But it was such a, it was such a, like, you know, one of the things I, I mentioned this earlier to you guys that I didn't realize my period had helped me to build a really high pain tolerance. Yeah. That's how painful I had fibroids that were, it was the, the fibroid was bigger than my uterus when they oh took my it. Goodness. Yeah. So I had it done laparoscopically. Um, and my, I, I asked the doctor, I said, can you take a picture of my, take a picture of when you take it out. And so she showed it to me. I was like, holy crap. That's what I was suffering through. Wow. Like, man. why was I, why, why, why did I let myself suffer for so long? So now I'm like those period commercials where you're like dancing and fancy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's no period. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's quite liberating. It I is. have some friends that have gone through something similar because it's way not that I'm trying to, but so many women, women suffer with different, yeah. different oh, yeah, there's illnesses some... oh, yeah, around, yeah. around their periods yeah. and, it's um, to then have everything removed. And it is such a, a big and invasive surgery, but there is also that relief afterwards, oh, I think, for, for a lot so of people. relief. Like, yeah. I'm not 100%, yeah. but, um, but I feel pretty damn good. Like, I remember, yeah. like, I, this, my period was making me suicidal at times. Like, you know, you're yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I want to die. Oh, wait, it's just my period. It's the up and yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, now I don't, ha- I don't have don't that. Don't have that. Anything. Oh, my gosh. No. And. You know, you could have chosen to just, I mean, a lot of what you do, you work from home, right? You could have just maybe not taken any speaking gigs for a couple months and no one would have known. <laughs> nope. Right? I was out, I was out on the streets like two <laughs> days later. And I would not recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was it was an it was something that I, I'd already uh, been obligated to do. And I and you know, it was within the entrepreneur community and Honestly, I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want to yeah. let the entrepreneurs and, you know, this was about giving out, you know, some financial, like some grants, like some money. So I was like, yeah, no, I want to be a, a part deal. of that. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. my mission and my goal is to help women get access to all the things that I didn't have access to yeah. or I didn't know about. Right. I so I, I, my goal is to give visibility to the monies. There's monies yeah. out there to be <laughs> yes. asked. Right. Why not apply? And that's the thing. So with all these things that I'm attached to, I've seen people who have done the what would Chad do and just applied. They weren't yeah. it and they're winning yeah. because of the. Listen, don't let them t- don't don't say no to yourself. Advocate for yourself. Just ask. Yeah. Oh, what's the worst that could happen? What's the yeah. best that could happen? Yeah. Right. I, I love that. Yeah. I love it. But don't we do it two days after you've had a history. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't two days. It was like a like a week or something. That's but, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but it really, we really do have that power within us to take yes. the action and yes. and do the things we want and go after the things we want to go after. But as we all know, life can be overwhelming, and we do hit these peaks and these troughs of where you know yeah. sometimes we feel a little bit more capable than other days yeah. mm-hmm. so what advice would you have for those women where maybe they are getting a bit overwhelmed with life and they are struggling mm. a little bit in terms of what tips to just to give them a little push-up um I up. wouldn't you know one of the things that I always hear is oh you have to be motivated I have to be motivated I'm not motivated motivation has nothing to do with anything 
Yeah. It's all about being consistent, right? Yeah. And being consistent doesn't mean doing the same thing day in and day out. No, you know, d- that doesn't necessarily mean that. But what it is, is, you know, doing, doing things to push, to move the dial. Yeah. Right. And sometimes the dial might go back a little bit. Sometimes it's going to jump forward and then it's going to go back a little bit. But the whole point of the the whole point of everything is that it's moving forward. So, yeah, I always like to say, if you're not okay, girl, just sit in that. Be not okay. It's okay. You don't got to be superwoman 24 seven. In fact, all this pouring of the cup and pouring into other people's cups, girl, sit down and take a drink, take a sip, (laughs) actually do a get a big gulp and sit down and drink that. Yeah. <laughs> right? I love yeah. it. I know it's it's actually been really interesting. If there's one thing that's come out of the pandemic, and, I, and maybe it's just me, but I feel that self care and taking better care of ourselves has been one thing. I feel that people are starting to take more seriously in terms yeah. of of that. And and listen, self care doesn't have to be go to the spa. No, be, for me, absolutely. it's just going for a walk every yeah. single morning. Yeah. It could be taking off my pants and sitting on the couch in the dark. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's just these, it's just these little moments you have to take for yourself. Yeah. To give to sort of feed back yourself. Yeah. But you have to do it. You have, you have to do to. it. Yeah. You have to, because yeah. no one, I mean, if you're going to walk around all, you know, empty, what's the, what's the point of that? How does that serve anybody? It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't help you. It doesn't help anyone you love around or anyone around you that you love. Right. Yeah. So take a minute for yourself. If, if a minute means a week somewhere else, then girl, go do it. Yeah. <laughs> if it means sit down, lock the bathroom door and sit on the toilet quietly, do that too. Yeah. We take for granted, I think sometimes what some quiet moments for reflection can actually do. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, you know, we were chatting about, you just came back from Ghana, like mm-hmm. a beautiful trip. Yep. Right. And there's something about finding yourself in a situation where you rediscover who you are without the million people asking for something yep. and the, the needs that you have as a mom, as a wife, as a whoever and a whatever. Yep. Um, how do you, how do you come back to that and not like want to shake everything up completely? Like what was it like <laughs> for you? You <laughs> just want to come back and shake I, everything up I completely. Do. <laughs> I do want to shake things up completely, but you know, life doesn't necessarily work that way. Right. Mm, So you sort of have to pick some elements that you can apply today. Right. So like one of the big things that I, I, I know, like you notice in Ghana, well, first of all, there being an entrepreneur is not a luxury. It's, it's a necessity. So a lot of people there are entrepreneurs by without a choice. They have to do what they have to do. Um, and so then it makes it so that there's ample amount of people who are willing to do just about anything for money. Right. Yeah. And so whereas here, it's like there's it's we're more um, because entrepreneurship is a luxury. People do things that people aren't doing the things that they don't have to do. Right. right. So I was explaining to you guys earlier that, you know, if I wanted to hire someone to just come and cook and clean, I could pay them their, you know, two hundred dollars a month and it'd be done. Right. Wow. And I thought, well, that that would just make my life so much easier. But it's hard to do that here because you need money. Okay. In order to need money, in order to make money, you got to do the business. In order to do the business, right. you got to burn yourself. You know, like, like it's just, it's this hamster wheel we can't seem to get off of. But 
you know, I acknowledge the privilege that I that I have of being able to, you know, make money in this country as easily as I as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being able to go back home and employ people with that money. Yeah. Right. And so all of that to say, I, I, I want to go like I'm tired, <laughs> like this independent yeah. woman stuff is for the birds. I hate it. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. It's a trick. It's a scam. I want to live soft life. Yeah. Can we do? Good. Well, you mentioned your parents are snowbirds. Can't you know? Do you have to hit that age to be a snowbird? Can you do six months here and six not. months there? Yeah, I think not. So yeah. and so then that's that's sort of the goal for 2023 is to. And, and what I realize is even in the winter, I'm sad. I get sad depression. Like I'm, yeah. this is, this is yeah. when it's cold and minus 23, I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> why do I live where the, where the fear hurts what me? What am I doing? And then I remember I could show, I could, you know, I could uh, record a podcast and I've made, you know, what people make in a year in one podcast episode. Wow. Right. Yeah. It's craziness. It's yeah. craziness. Yeah. Well, we'll come visit you. If you go to live in Ghana for six mm-hmm. months, we'll, you we'll come knock on your welcome. door. No problem. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's always so incredible to chat with you. And I, I when we mentioned to you that we were going to call this empowering your own damn self, it's because you truly bring yeah. that into our own lives. And we're oh, just so good. excited to share that with other people. So I know we're not we done just need yet. to bottle you up. Yeah. Open you up every morning <laughs> to get us going. <laughs> A little, a little bit in your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a full verb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not done yet. We have a couple rapid fire questions for you, and okay, then I'm ready. let's go. This is where we shine. All right, Grace, you're gonna go first. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go first. All right, then. Uh, theme song. Oh, what wakes yes. you up in the morning? What theme song do you get out of bed to? Well, you know, right now I say bed, but. Well, right now I would say, um, break my soul, Beyonce. You won't break my soul. So good. That's what I'm singing. That's right now. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect for you. My goodness. (laughs) All right. Your word of the year. Ooh, enjoyment. Enjoyment. (laughs) Which just embodies like just why not? Like just why not? Yeah, I love how you have to say it with the accent. You have to because it sounds good. Why not? Like it, it it doesn't even have the same connotation when you're like, why not? Like, why not? It's more of a question where it's like, why not? It's just a statement. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, what scares you? Is there anything? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, you know what scares me is is staying in the same place. Like just not moving, not moving, and not recognizing the fact that I need to move. That's a pretty yeah. scary thing. And I honestly, the last two years is how I, it's how I felt in the last two years because of, because of COVID. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of, yeah. So that I would say just not, not progressing, not moving. Yeah. Good answer. I like that. Um, all right. What's one tradition that you love that you'd love to pass down to your son? A tradition. Um, I would say, I don't want to say it's a tradition, but I would say it's, it's my love of music or even not music's not even a good, I would say my love of why notness, like just that, 
Listen, people will try and put you into a box. People will try and bring you down. People will like society, the world pressures will do that to you. Don't do it to yourself. Yeah. And, and so when, and you know, and that's the beautiful thing, people, people are always talking about, oh, you know, my ancestors would be proud. I'm like, no, I'm trying to do my mother proud because we're just, it's just one generation removed, like such a big difference from when she was 44 and when uh, me 44, such Mm -hmm. a huge difference. Right. And so then when he's 44, I want him to, I want him to do better and because he knows better. So it's that why not-ness I want to pass down and, uh, you know, not just him, to everybody. Why not? I love it. Ah, <laughs> oh, Viv. Okay. Oh, I have I, one more and I'll then I know Grace it. is going to go, but this one, because I just, I want to know when you're back home in Ghana, what's one of your favorite things to do? Because there's so much life that you show on social when you're there. Well, you know, my fa- it's just existing. It's there's something, there's something about going to a place where everyone looks like you and your beauty is like, I go there and I'm beautiful. Nobody, nobody tries to change me. No one tries to tell me, you know, I walk into a store and there's clothes in my size on the rack. Yeah. I go to the market and there's a girl who doing my hair. Like it's just so, it's so empowering to come, to go to a place where you're celebrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's what I love about it is that I, I just feel it's like, it's like, there's, it's like being unchained. Yeah. You, can I just tell you in all your posts, you are shining oh, when you're in God, you ex- are yeah, radiant totally. and you can tell you're, you're just like, you're in your element. And yeah. I, I love that you just put words to that because yeah, it all, it all makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, and especially in North America, you know, as a, as a black woman, you know, being a woman, period, Mm -hmm. Period. can really, and not, listen, I'm not sitting here trying to say Ghana is perfect. It has its own flush, you know, same shit, different smell. That's what I have to say. (laughs) Um, But there's just something about just, just feeling like really, truly authentically myself while I'm there that. I can't achieve here, Mm. which is, which I didn't even realize because I grew up here. Right. So this is what I know. And so going there, it's just like, wow, like I am celebrated yeah, and I'm rich and I'm beautiful. And I'm like, it's just, it's just, (sighs) (laughs) you need to get, you need to get back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll go there and, you know, the, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It has, yeah. Like I said, it has its own flaws and its own weaknesses and stuff. But at the end of the day, I remember I was telling, you know, grown people, I said, if you come to Canada at this age, it will crush you. Mm-hmm. You need to come when you're young and you don't know any better. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they're, you know, social, you know, society, like being social yeah. and having community is built into your everyday life. Whereas yeah. here, it's like, you literally don't know who your neighbor is. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so interesting. I, this, I feel like that was, that's probably another podcast episode. We oh, yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Dive yeah. really into. 
Yeah. Oh man. Okay, Grace. Yeah. I stole your question. You go. That's all right. I'm going to go with what's a guilty pleasure that you love to do or mm, love to? A guilty pleasure. I would say driving fast <laughs> in your Porsche. In a Porsche on a deserted road. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm nice. And stunting on those hoes. Excuse me. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> hashtag things we weren't expecting i'm talking about garden tools okay i'm talking about garden tools i love it oh my gosh oh my gosh all right we have one last question for you okay you ready yes when was the last time you did something for the very first time the last time i did something for the very it was this during this trip to ghana what did you do i didn't open up my wallet what I literally did not open up my wallet. So How? no one, so so I, here North America is very, you know, you go on a date with someone and you go half or Dutch or whatever the case may be. I tried day one and everyone around me said absolutely not. And mm-hmm. so for the literally I only I paid for my hair, I paid for an outfit, I paid for to get a you know to acquire a piece of ID. But other than that, I paid for nothing. That's the first time as a grown woman that that's happened. And it made me, again, it made as me as like an independent, independent woman. woman. Because honestly, as a single mom, as an entrepreneur, I do everything, yeah. everything. Because if I don't do it, who will? Yeah. And so it was nice to just not. Wow. And it was the first time I let it like, usually I'm like, I start to feel, you know, you start to feel bad. You start to feel guilty, but it was after day one, I was just like, okay, you know what, Vivian, just let it happen. Just let it go. Just let it happen. Wow. Good yeah. for you. I love yeah. that. That's amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. And it's like, I, I suggest every woman try it. <laughs> <laughs> It's now on my bucket list. It's on your bucket list. Go somewhere and not open your wallet. But you know, it's 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 for me. That's a big. It's a big deal because again, I'm a single mother. I'm an entrepreneur who grew a business first. Like I'm used to doing for myself. Yeah. And so then it was the one trip where it was like everything was done for me. Yeah. That's amazing. And I didn't have to. I didn't have to think up twice about it. And I just let it go. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, experiencing that and just relishing just that the way, just the fact, that, just the just thing the fact about that you guys it. both like excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's how it felt. Like it's just yeah. Like, it's, it's hard to imagine to come home. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go home and drive myself to the drive myself home and cook my own food and. <laughs> You go into this slump after, right? Uh, Okay. So before we wrap things up, what are some last words of wisdom you would love to share with our listeners? See, we can't let you go. We We just keep going. I understand. I understand. Um, You know, I... I have this one new mantra that I've been also using this year besides the why not, but I say, show me how good this can get. Oh, I like that. Yeah, just show me how good it can get. And so that was my mantra. Just show me how good this can get. How good can this get? And <sighs> and let it happen. You know, it's it's so empowering to, you know, one side of empowerment is, you know, the work, the hustle, the grind, the, you know, the, but then the other side of that is the self-care. Yeah. 
It's yeah. the, you know, being soft. It's the being, and listen, being soft doesn't mean what I call, you know, being limp wristed. That's not what I mean. It's just being soft. Like it's just being ease and Easier. Being, yeah. no tension and just being um, intentional about your movements and your thoughts and your actions. So show me how good this can get is just inviting the good into your life, oh, right? Yeah. It's, it's empowering yourself to just be open to any and many opportunities that could be out there that doesn't, that doesn't fit into a box. Yeah. And I, you know, everything that's happened to me has been because I was just like, why not show me how good it can get. I yeah. just, and, yeah. and hopefully that's something everyone can take with them. Oh, and if they could see right now, I know we don't share the video, like, but we're, <laughs> we're looking at you, babe. And I am just in awe. And we're just so thankful to be in this circle that we get to even have these conversations together. So thank you. Thank yes, you. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. It has oh, been. Okay. It's been <laughs> we need to actually like having you here. Hang out soon. I think that's Absolutely. the next on our list. Outside is open. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Why not? <laughs> Why <Right>? not? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, thank you. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for joining in today. We hope that you're leaving, listening and feeling empowered to go and live the life that you want. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here to inspire you to do with people like Viv who get to share all their wisdom with us. We're going to have all the information on Viv. You can go find her on Instagram. Go check out Kinky Curly Yaki. We'll have all those links for you. And of course, if you were inspired by this episode, please give us a rating and review and be sure to share with as many women as you can, because that's what we're here on this planet to do, to uplift, empower, and amplify one another. So until our next episode, thank you so much. And we will see you again soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.